Hey listeners, my name is Elisha, the founder of the Witnesses Podcast. It's so beautiful to have you listening to our podcast. And I want you to know something that that means a whole lot to me. Thank you for tuning in. And one thing I love to tell all of our listeners is, it's not just about you listening, but listening to understand. Understanding is the most important thing. So important. So, you have to listen, learn, and practice. Thank you so very much and happy listening. It's nice to have you on the show. How are you doing today? Good. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. That's so good. You know, oftentimes I love to talk about the essence of the show, which is to invite amazing guests like Debbie to come talk to us about their triumphant stories because we believe that um, in our audience, there might be someone who is talked up in a situation that you came out of triumphantly. So by that person listening to you. Can you hear me? Because you froze. Oh, there you go. So that's okay. He or she might actually pick an information from what you said and apply it to his or her life. Then they begin to experience transformation. Okay, so within the next few minutes, Debbie, let us get started with your story, the challenges that you faced, and now you overcame them. And afterwards, I've got some questions for you. Over to you, Debbie. Let's get started. Okay. Okay, sounds good. So my biggest challenge in life, well, there's been so many, but I became a caregiver to my father when I was 17. He had a massive stroke and he survived. He was only 46 and my parents soon divorced and he became my responsibility for the next 30 years. So it was very difficult for me as, you know, a a young 20 something year old to have to navigate this brand new world of, you know, what's the difference between um, all the different services and and that were available and not available? And where was he going to find money from? Because we really didn't have a lot of money. And, you know, I, I was the kind of kid who always had a weight problem, always was judged, and so never wanted to be seen, never speaking up. And when I became my dad's caregiver, it kind of allowed me a voice because if I had to advocate on his behalf, I wasn't going to let him down. And so, you know, in hindsight, I realized how it really helped me to grow as a person. And once I had my oldest son, when he was two, he was diagnosed on the autistic spectrum and Back then, he's 23 now, so back then there weren't as many services, uh, not even close, available or covered by some insurance, which, you know, now there is, but then there wasn't. And so I kind of kicked in my mama bear mode and really tried to do whatever I could for him. And then more recently, about maybe six years ago, my husband became permanently disabled due to a bunch of physical and mental illness and um, eventually got diagnosed with a terminal cancer. And and after six months, six months, basically to the date that he was diagnosed, he passed away about a year ago. And so through all of these things, I have felt um, resentful 
I felt sorry for myself. Like, why is this my life? What did I do to deserve this? I'm a good person. You know, it just always felt like one thing after another was coming at me. And it felt like I never got a break. And when I compared myself to my friends, it seemed like, yeah, they had their troubles just like everybody does, but not like me. And even though on the outside I was walking around, you know, smiling, I was always a very upbeat person. On the inside, I, I felt sorry for myself and I, I felt like this is my life. This is just destined to be my life. Um, and there's nothing I can do about it. And when I turned 50, something kind of awakened me to the fact that you know, I'm probably more than halfway through my life at 50. Hopefully not. Hopefully I hit that hundred mark. But if I were to die now at that point, I would be that person looking back with regret saying, what happened? What happened to my life? It went so fast and I never got to do the things I wanted to do. And mind you, I didn't know what those things were. But I just felt like this is it. I didn't try something new or, or experience, you know, some of the things that I had wanted to. And that was kind of the turning point where I said, you know what? If I want this to change, there's going to be no magic wand that's going to change this for me. The only person who can change this is me. And that's when I started my journey of transformation, which was 10 years ago. So I'm now 60. And, you know, in the last couple of years, I've really had like a, a huge jump in my transformation, but it's really been going on for the last 10 years. And, uh, you know, I no longer look at myself as a victim because I have control over what I do and we all do. And I was not willing to see that before. I was blaming other people, blaming circumstances, instead of realizing, you know, it was me. I was the one who had the power to change my life all along. Okay, so it says, is anyone too old to change? <laughs> Clearly, my answer is absolutely not. I'm 60 and I'm just getting started. And honestly, I really feel like if you stop evolving, that's when you die, right? Yeah. So I don't think anyone, there is no age that you are too old. Okay, beautiful. All right. Daily life changed. You got it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. In every way. So I do have a full-time job. Okay. I have an insurance agency. And luckily, I have a team in place. I've, I've done this. This is my second career. I've done this for about 29 years now. And I have a wonderful team in place. And prior to kind of everything changing... I, I had trouble giving up control. 
You know, I had to be in charge of everything and I had to be there all the time. And if I wasn't there all the time, I had this guilty feeling. So honestly, when my husband um, was diagnosed with terminal blood cancer and I was, I don't want to say forced, I guess I always have a choice, but I decided I needed to be with him all the time. It kind of empowered my team. And it was a blessing in disguise because it made me realize they don't really need me on a regular basis. And so now my days are very different because I am doing so many different things. Um, working on my coaching business. I had written a book. I'm writing a second book. I am doing podcasts. I have my own podcast. So Every day I wake up and I do something different that I love. And then I have days that I go to my insurance agency as well, where before it was just every day, you know, go to work, do the same stuff, especially after 29 years, it's like, you know, you're kind of on autopilot. And now every day I wake up excited to see what's on my calendar and what I get to do. Okay. All right. The second to the last question. Was there ever a moment when you shifted your thinking from I can't to I can? There's been so, so many moments. I, I almost don't know where to, where to start with that, but I, I will give you a kind of like a, a simple, simple answer that wasn't life-changing. A little over a year ago, I, I have this friend who has always liked to knit and I have, I am, I don't want to say I'm not creative, but I was never had any interest in that, right? I wasn't a painter. I wasn't, I, there was nothing. I felt like I had no creative bone in my body. I don't like crafts. I don't, yeah, I just don't do that. And I was so programmed anytime that something new came up to say, oh no, I can't, I don't. And last year, uh, my friend and I were having a conversation. I don't rem recall why knitting came into the picture. And she said to me, do you want to learn how to knit? And I paused. And then I started with all my excuses. I can, I'm not good at that. Da, 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 da. And she said to me, I thought that your mindset now is maybe I can. I said, oh yeah, she caught me. And she taught me how to knit. It's a year later. I still, she's like my fix it person. You know, I, I, when I run into trouble, she's running over and fixing my projects for me. But what I found is that one, I can do it. Two, I thought, you know, I, I don't want to, I just felt like that would, I didn't see the point of doing it. And what I found now is it relaxes me. It gets me out of my head. There's so many benefits besides the fact that I can't believe when I've actually made a hat or a something that looks good. And, you know, you get a reward from that. But I've discovered something about myself that I never knew existed and I would have never known existed if I kept going with the I can't thinking. That's so true. 
how did you begin to change once you came to the realization that you were in control of your life? So it really did start with uh, losing weight. When I came back from that trip, I decided this is where I need to start because, you know, your health is everything. If you don't have your health, then uh, what do you have? And so I struggled with my weight from literally the second that I was born. I've been on every diet. I've gone up. And I mean, big numbers. I've lost 100. I've gained 100. All, you know, big, big, big numbers. And at this point, I said, okay, I'm going to go back to, for me, was Weight Watchers was the thing that was most successful. I'm going to go back. But this time, I'm going to do something different. In the past, any time that I was on a diet, it would always be, oh, I have to lose 25 pounds in three months, or I have to lose X by the summer, by my birthday, whatever that is. And if I didn't accomplish that, I failed and that was it. And, you know, back to my old habits. This time I said, all right, you know what? I'm not going to put that much pressure on myself. I'm going to start. And the only thing that I'm going to commit to is going to a meeting once a week because that back then everybody went in person, right? That's it. I'm not going to care about what I'm eating, how much I lost. I'm none of that. I'm just going to care about going every week. And I did that for a couple of months and I didn't lose any weight. But once I was, you know, set in that habit, I added something else, small. I'm going to pay attention to what I'm eating 50% of the time. And I continued on that path and it took me three years. I wanted to lose a hundred pounds. It took me three years to lose 90 pounds. At that point, I never lost the other 10 and that was okay. Three years in the past, three years seemed like an eternity. But because I realized I shifted my mindset and I realized this is not for me on again, off again. This is the rest of my life. So what does it matter if it takes three years, five years, six years? Like as long as I'm trying to, you know, be healthy about it, um, that's, that's all that mattered. And when I saw my success with changing my mindset, then I started applying it to other areas of my life. What would you like to say to the audience? And let's say there is someone who would like to reach out to you, listen to your podcast or get your book. How can that be possible? Oh, thank oh, you thanks. so much. So the best place is my website, since everything is, you can find everything on there, my book, my podcast. And so the website is debbierweiss.com. Thank you for having me. It's great. <laughs> That's going to be the end of the show, Debbie. Thank you so very much. All right. Thank you. Have a wonderful night. <laughs> that was a great one, right? <laughs> I know, right? Thank you so very much for listening to that podcast. It means a whole lot to us. I must confess, it do means a whole lot to us. Okay, have a request to make. Yeah, I want to ask you for a favor. Can you drop a review and rate us on Apple Podcast? That's going to make us know how we are blessing you. And that's going to make us understand how else we can improve to continually impact knowledge to you and others. 
Thank you so very much for listening and God bless you. Shalom.